In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of Wurundjeri country. We acknowledge and respect their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome back to Approved. You're joined by sisters Nicole and Hannah. And on today's episode, we are talking all things Married at First Sight, the ethics around reality television, Mm -hmm. and the pipeline between being a reality TV star to becoming an influencer. But before we get started, yeah, tell me about an update. An update. Um, Nicole and I literally just watched the halftime show of the we Super Bowl did. and we were having so much fun watching Usher, Usher. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He was like working hard. That poor guy was sweating. No, I, I think he couldn't see. No, he had his eyes closed <laughs> for like a few of the last songs. He was just singing with his eyes closed. <laughs> He's like, I haven't been on stage for a hundred years. Like you can do it, Usher. Yeah. And I he, mean, he it, it was, was good. good. He brought out some fun guests. I think yeah. Lil John had the most energy there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just absolutely devastated that there was no Justin Bieber. We didn't get that. Justin Bieber for next year. Yes. Yeah. He hasn't done it before, so that would be great. I think he would be a great one. He would be. Yeah. 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 Lots of bangers. So, and speaking of Super Bowl, our favorite, favorite, favorite person in the whole world's there. And that means it's like, (laughs) is it six days? Yeah. Until Era's tour, Melbourne. Until our show. She'll be here on Friday. Yeah. We're going on the Sunday. Oh. I can't believe I feel like I only just booked the tickets. Me too. It's come so fast. Yeah. Wait. I know. And I just <clears throat> want to know what our secret songs are going to be. I wonder. I, I, had to, I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh. I know. I can't wait. So we're going to actually be doing a bit of a keeping you up to date on live on stories as yes. well. So, so tune follow. in on Sunday. Tune, follow us on Instagram and we'll be putting up some stories of the show. Yep. And what we're wearing and everything. Live coverage. Yeah, live coverage. The Eras to us. So. Approved goes to it. Approved goes to Eras. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be there. So yay. Yeah. Great. Oh okay. We have been like dedicated in watching Mass this season. We are very um, dedicated. So we are all across the stories and the scandals. Yeah. And we thought it was a really good opportunity to dive in and explore sort of the ethics behind the show and mm. what kind of comes out of it. I think that reality television is in a very interesting place at the mm. moment because it, there's sort of the assumption that you're going to go in either maybe with a bit of a following, you know, to like leverage yeah. some attraction towards watching the show or that you'll walk out of the show and you'll just instantly become an influencer. Yeah. So I'm very fascinated mm-hmm. with reality television yeah. in general, but I'm particularly fascinated by shows like Married at First Sight, particularly in this social media age, because either it's assumed that you're going to become an influencer Mm -hmm. after you exit the show or maybe you have been like headhunted because you have a lot of followers to be on the show and then bring engagement to the show Mm -hmm. itself whereas I think what five years ago social media wasn't even part of reality television but it was just the lucky ones who Mm. were really you know good character on the show or they made great entertainment Mm. that got a career 
out of mm. reality television. But mm. the assumption was that you were going in to find love. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, oh, well, you'll do both. You you'll just, maybe get love and a career. So as much as you want to believe these people are being authentic and they're truly on these shows to find love, it's hard to believe it when you know that at the end of these shows, they're going to have a following. And if they want to, they can pretty much get a career out of it. Yeah. So it's really hard to believe these people are there for authentic reasons. Yeah. And we'll get more into this in, in a sec, but yeah. there are now so many influencer management companies yep. that essentially, as soon as you finish the show, they're ready and waiting. Yeah, true. You know, whereas five years ago, you were looking more at like a PR team or a publicist kind of, but th- th- it's like a whole formula mm. now. So yeah. anyway, shall we get into it? Yes. So what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to talk a little bit about the pre-show application process. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to jump into the ethics of filming the show, which I think is equally fascinating as it is deeply scary Mm -hmm. in in some situations. And then we're going to wrap up with the post-show life and rise of the influencer. Yes. So the application process, did you know that like 10,000 people apply for each season? That's a lot more than I thought. It's a lot of people and a lot of people to like sift through Mm. and- you assume like that's where they're getting all their people from the show, right? Well, and they indicate, yeah. They indicate that. And you think that's a great pool. Like why would you need to go out and find anyone? But out of those 10,000 people, they still need to do a bit of like headhunting. Yeah. Which sounds like something that's actually happened to you before. Yes. I've actually been headhunted wow. twice. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, one of them was for Big Brother and then the other was actually for Married at First Sight. Mm-hmm. And um, I was working in retail at the time and this – you know, woman walked in and started chatting with me mm-hmm. and acting like a customer, you know, how long have you worked here, single, like questions that were kind of a lot, but that's pretty standard chat, you know, yeah, in retail, yeah. to be honest. And then she ended up giving me her card and said, I'm actually a producer for Married at First Sight. Mm. I'd love for you to apply. I think you'd be great. So that was my first kind of realization yeah. of like, oh, they actually go out and hunt for people. Yeah, like for real. Yeah. And I would love to know, I would love to know in this current season who of the contestants were headhunted and then who actually applied. Yeah, true. Because you, like, from what I'm seeing from this season is we already know a few have some sort of TV experience or they're aspiring TV, commercial, model kind of types. So whether or not they were headhunted from that or mm. that they generally are just trying to find love and they applied, we won't really know. Um, but you kind of have to control it, right? Like even out of 10,000 people, they're just everyday people. Sometimes you need people a bit better on camera. Yeah, because imagine if you had 10,000 dodgy applicants that were really boring <laughs> yeah. or uncomfortable on television. Yeah. You know, it's not easy to act no. like there's not a camera there. So I think it makes sense that they yep. do end up having a few people yeah. on the show who already have history with, you know, whether it's being on camera yep. or, or presenting or what have you. Yeah. It makes their job easier and it means that we have much more entertaining content to watch. Yeah. And that's their goal, right? So what you actually see on the show, which is really interesting, is some of the selection process and like the yes. interviews and things. You've been seeing like some of them like actually face to face with the experts and also like on the webcam. Yeah. So it comes across like 
they're really coming from the start to the end there and they ask them lots of questions like all about like where they sit on like the (laughs) sexual experience ladder and like their political views and then they get quite deep into you know their lives and what they've been through and then they pair them sometimes with the worst match (laughs) i know it's crazy to think about how much information these contestants have to give up about themselves yeah that's incredibly private to people that they don't know who are then going to go and use that information in order to put a tv show together it's so true and i feel like if you're not being 100 honest you're not going to get the best result yourself but then you could be painted in such an awful way so yes really hard or if they do dig up something about you and you haven't disclosed it so true you're a liar you're a villain (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't mind being a villain i think if you you're willing to accept it yeah and like you're okay with people hating you yeah yeah so last season Mm. i only saw a few snippets did you watch the the whole season or not i didn't no i only was keeping up to like with those there's like pages that keep you up to date. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think I was watching maths through Gogglebox. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but last season was one of the most sort of like unethical season. Really? In the history of, of maths in Australia with many vulnerable individuals being paired with clearly abusive or emotional unstable partners, which, you know, it sort of begs the question, like what's the line between entertainment yeah. and then you know, emotional damage For sure. in these people's lives. Yeah. The sort of, I think, tough part that people have a problem with is these experts because they're True. the ones who are doing the pairing up. Yeah. They're the ones doing the matchmaking, mm. yet they still get it wrong. Like really wrong. Yeah. Um, so you've got the John Aiken, who's the dude. Yeah. Apparently is a trained psychologist. Mel Brisbane Schilling, who's like the relationship coach, um, it's like sort of human behavior. Yeah. And then my favorite is new. Yeah, I like Alessandra. Her. Yeah, she's cool. She's a, cl- a certified clinical sexologist. They need a bit of that. They need a little bit of that. Yeah. You know, it's important. But what do you think about the ethics behind, you know, these experts who are putting their professional careers mm-hmm. on the line, mm-hmm. participating in the matching up of people that clearly are not right for each other i think that well for starters they shouldn't be matching anyone who's a narcissist Mm. or has like a toxic mindset i think that's so unfair Mm. for anyone who's applying on the show for love and that they've been paired with someone who has their own personal issues they need to work through and they're not going to suddenly change or be fixed from this relationship on this Mm. show i think that's really unethical and mean to do Mm. and so unfair which you're already seeing on this season is two couples or maybe three being paired with some really concerning personality types that have their own stuff to work through and also we're finding a lot of people have just gone through a lot of grief yes on this current season yeah there's at least two of the contestants who like literally have just had somebody die six weeks prior to filming yeah i know which is just cooked and nicole and i can talk from personal experience Mm. like losing our dad i was never in a position where i'd be like let's apply for a reality tv show and find love yeah like (laughs) i've got the solution you guys (laughs) this is it This is the way I'm going to do it. I I don't think you don't remember too much of that first year. It was quite a blur. But I I know that six weeks after he died, 
I don't even think I was working. No. I think I was still just at home figuring out, can I shower or can I eat today? It was yep. one or the other. Yep. You know, there's it's, no way I was going to be no. shacking up with a total stranger. And going on TV. <laughs> and going on television. I, I just think that's where they need to draw the line and you shouldn't be going through any close, like, amount of grief for, like, at least 12 months. Yeah. Like, that is way too close. And I feel like that might be contributing to some of the controversies. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I think it's interesting because, obviously, the contestants are consenting adults Mm -hmm. coming on the show. Mm -hmm. You know, they are genuinely searching for love, connection, Mm -hmm. and also that added bonus of the professional assistance in their love journey. But – It's sort of like sold to them by the producers that that's the point of the show, Mm. but often it ends up getting used against them. Yeah. You know, and and that's what creates this character of, you know, you're the sad one or you're the angry one or you're the overly excited lovey-dovey one. Yes. But that might actually be something you're trying to work through and be open about, but it just gets turned into entertainment. Yeah. And they, to like control that narrative, they also control their social media as well. And it's not like a new page set up for them. It's their actual personal Instagram. Yeah. In the last few years, this has really changed. Like the social media management around these contestants. Mm. They used to just post their own like content, wrote their own captions. Now it's very clearly written into the contracts where they have to post a specific photo and a specific caption yeah. each week yeah. or each episode. Maybe? Yeah. I'm not sure. I would assume that whoever's on their social media team writes everything I think so. for the contestant. Yeah. And what like you can tell if you're switched on is that the captions play into these characters, right? Yes, like, they do. If you're a bit of like a villain, your caption might be a bit more scandalous, like <laughs> What will I bring to tonight's dinner party? You'll never know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Who like a that? snake emoji, like, yeah. like a wink yeah. emoji. Like yeah. they won't get away with tonight's drama. Like, <laughs> but I wonder if the ethics part of them controlling the social media has played into why the comments have been turned off. Yeah, I, I think because there were, I, I think especially with The Bachelor um, oh, yeah. as well, yeah. there were really, really nasty comments going yeah. around a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think as a result, they've decided, let's just turn the comments off. Good. And then that way we can at least yeah. monitor the online bullying. I know the comments are turned on on the maths Instagram. Yeah, and that's, that's where people true. like to chat and give their opinion. I think that's important. And that's like half the fun of watching the show. But someone must be monitoring like really nasty comments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's good because I think for a while there – it was just anything goes and mm. you could write whatever you want about anyone you want. And there's not enough duty of care for no. the contestants who That's are true. putting themselves out on the yeah. line for entertainment purposes. Mm. So I, I think it makes sense that the the social media is much more heavily monitored. Yeah. And I'm glad to see something being done. Yeah, me too. You know? Yeah. Justice for Justice. the contestants. I think we also need to take note or really acknowledge that people – hate on these real people Mm. because they're believing a story that's fake Mm. right the editing on these shows are so mismatched and put together you don't really notice until you're searching for it oh yeah yeah and once you've picked it up you can't you You can't unsee or unhear it it's the way their voices like change from up here to down here in like one second in a sentence i've noticed it quite a bit 
uh, to be honest, on their season. I feel like it's like one really? of the worst. Yeah, one of the Don't worst. Don't think for sure. Like you can so uh, clearly tell. I know it's not the same sentence. What can happen is these poor people get like death threats because people yep. are believing that he literally said that or she literally reacted like that. Yeah, and you know we're forgetting they're real people. I think it was. And I might be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure it was Abby Chatfield who said, unless that person is speaking on camera, Mm. you don't know where the rest of that sentence has come from. That's so true. You got to remember that. I always, because I think people might be listening to this and go, yeah, it's like so obvious that it's edited, but I forget myself. It's it's natural. You know? Yeah. And it's good to be reminded so that you don't get so invested in these people that are humans. I'm going on a bit of a tangent here. Yeah. But that's what I loved about F-Boy Island is because they showed the producers in the background and they constantly reminded you, the cameras are here, this is a TV show, we can give you a good edit, we can give you a bad edit. And it kind of added to the fun of it all. I like that. It keeps it real. It does keep it real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you know, just going back to what we were saying, Yeah. do you happen to know how many people have been on the show and how many couples Okay. Are still together. Just so dying to know. There's been 82 couples. Really? Yeah, that's a lot, right? Wow. 82. And <laughs> the only amount of people that have stayed together is seven. Seven? Yeah. So I don't think it works. <gasps> it doesn't work. I thought it was more than that for some reason. That's crazy. You think maybe 20. Yeah, that's fine. It's like one per season. Or I don't even Less know. Less than. Less than. Oh, my God. That's tragic. Wow. Well... Good I'm luck. glad people still go on it because it yeah. makes great TV. Good luck for this season. <laughs> okay. The commitment ceremonies, they are notorious for going until 4.30 to 5 a.m. In the morning. Why? In the morning. I think they're filmed the day after the dinner party. Ooh. So people are hungover Ooh. and shaky and yuck. That's too much. Isn't that bad? I Surely that's unethical, right? Yeah, 100%. Like I can't. Well, I mean, I guess it's not because they you've get away signed, with it. And then you've signed. And you've your, signed a contract. I would be so exhausted being on camera all the time. Yeah, I know that sucks for them. But like, think about an editor watching ten hours of footage no, of know. each person and trying to stitch together a story. That yes. sounds like hard work. Because each couple at the commitment ceremony gets about an hour with the experts. Oh, it's like an hour but, of therapy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but you only see like five minutes on the show. So can you imagine the editor? The editor would have to have a therapist okay. yeah. themselves yeah. to go through oh my all the things. I feel like that's a lot of wasted content, right? I know. An hour you could just put that on TikTok or you could put that on YouTube. Just their therapy sessions. Yeah, I would. Watch I would that. love to watch that. I would love that. But then it might take away the story they're trying to create. Yeah, probably. Now, so you know, we're like exhausted after three hours. It's yeah, hard fast, right? Yeah, and. Imagine how you'd feel after 10 hours. If I had to do this for 10 hours, mm. and it's not just us talking about what we want, right? It's me dealing with relationship ups and downs, yeah. me, you know, trying to have a personal moment with someone. I yeah. feel like I would never open up. I feel like once the cameras are off, that's when I feel like I would yeah. open up. So to be 10 hours with someone not really being yourself would be so draining. And you're away from your friends, your family. Yeah. Like, re- like it would be so isolating, yeah. so emotional, and that's what they're banking on, yeah. that someone's just going to snap. I would snap. I would snap. And then that's filmed and then that's put into the show and then you could be called crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And that's what they're wanting. Yeah, that's what I remember reading somewhere and I, I'll have to 
try and back this up but mm. that they would drive the brides around for like hours in the limo and that's why they were always so flustered and sweaty or they'd like get lost or whatever it might be oh to create that like extra nervousness and drama Jeez. isn't that cooked Jeez, you know seems like hard work i really commend like people who get through the experiment I think these days, like we were saying in the beginning of the episode, there is already that assumption that Mm -hmm. maybe a life of influencing will come out of being on a television show like Married at First Sight. Yeah. I do feel like though now it's also very oversaturated. Yeah. They're not getting anywhere near the amount of followers as they were. Like I remember watching – the Bachelor, uh, no, The Bachelor with yeah. Richie, Richie and Alex Nation. And I was like on it. I'm uh, following yep. Alex. I'm yep. following Richie. Yep. Now I wouldn't even follow a single nah. contestant on maths because I'm just not really connected to them no. outside of the show. No, you know? I, I totally get that. I find like if you are really likable on the show, mm. I feel like it's your duty to become an influencer. I agree. And I think it's really unfair if you don't because – you are such a great personality, clearly. You're well-loved and I feel like you should, while you can, enjoy it yep. and create content, go on your podcast, yep. just do it because people clearly want it. Obviously, the biggest, well, one of the biggest contestants to come out of any reality television show is Abby Chatfield, <gasps> yes. who I love yes. and adore. I think she's amazing. She's had such an incredible mm. storyline from mm-hmm. when she was left up on the hill in, was it South Africa or something? Yeah, it was actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to now, like, she had a national radio show. She's the host yeah. of F-Boy Island. You know, she's just turned this into an incredible career that actually also goes beyond social media. For sure. So she's really that television. media personality. Also, after you know, these seasons are done, it's important. And I feel like it's an opportunity if you need to, to sort of retell your story and experience. Mm. And I think that's so fair enough if you need to sort of lay down the ground and make a few things clear and retalk through some of those misguiding edits. I think that's totally the time to do it. And yeah. I think it's fair enough after a show, go on a podcast, talk it out. Yeah. Um, just so it's all laid down from your point of view. Once the show's done, I'm okay to learn like what's fake. You know? Yeah, I want to know. I'm nosy. I like to know. The show's done. We all know it is like fake. Yeah. We all know that. But like, I I'm happy to know after the show's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, want to yeah. be sucked into the crazy story. So. Yeah. Once the drama's over, <laughs> yeah. Tell me the real. Tell me the, tell real, me the truth. Tell the real truth. So I'm loving this season. It's really fun just to like get excited every night, and I've just been really enjoying it. But I can't help but feel like maths is a bit of like a emotional ticking time bomb, mm. and I feel kind of bad that these contestants don't really know what they're signing up for until they're in the moment and that once the show's done it's done and then they're just dealing with all this emotional damage you know you may have been paired with an actual narcissist and you don't you only see what you see in the show like you're with them for months and like the actual trauma that can do to you Mm. is really damaging and that's now their life and i know they sign and they sign a contract and it's their decision you didn't have to do it but i feel like there's some sort of ethics there still at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, and I assume essentially little to no support yeah. once you exit the show. Yeah. Which is so hard to go from this incredibly yep. emotional and also controlled environment to just yeah. being back out in the real world. Yeah. God. I personally 
couldn't do a show like maths. I just don't. No, it always sticks with you. Yeah. So we'll keep you guys posted on um, any of our maths thoughts. We're watching it. Let us know if you're watching it. There's another app tonight. So we're really excited for that. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break and then we will be back. Okay. It's back, guys. We are doing Is It a Trend or Is It Just My For You page? So buckle in for the ride. <laughs> Nicole, tell me what are you seeing? Um, it's this lady who is wearing a blue like shirt and she goes, um, you are one of my new employees. You have been promoted. <laughs> What is it? Where is she from? I don't know. I don't know if she's a real person or if she's a character. Do you see her? Basically, yeah, you see her in the clip and then people have taken the clip and then they write something over it. Like when I um, put someone on my close friends list or when I let someone come over to my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I just, because I interacted with two of them, I think I reposted one. It's basically every second video I'm saying. (laughs) I love that. Oh my God. (laughs) And it's like constantly stuck in my head. (laughs) Let us know if you guys are getting that. Yeah, please. I want to know. What about you? So I've been getting, and I didn't realize it was a trend until I saw it like 10 times. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right. Like this isn't just like people's like, own little videos here yeah it's where it goes um you're at therapy but you forgot your wallet or something so then um they bring out you know my ex-boyfriend from year nine yeah and that's sort of like your payment yes <laughs> that's why you're that's in why therapy you're there. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i have seen this you have yeah okay. yeah because everyone's sort of showing like their own like they're just talking about what their trauma is yeah. like whether it's like a, a bestie that just dropped you for no reason or it's like the really mean like teacher at school or something <laughs> like that or like a customer that like abused you in front of everyone like it's just i'm just amazed that these people could just you know pop their trauma on like that i'm they're yeah. calling it out oh yeah yeah. yeah 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 i can think of a few people that i could uh yeah. hand over to my therapist <laughs> to pay. maybe you should make some videos for a tiktok challenge this week <laughs> Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's giving married at first sight. Yeah, true. <laughs> too, too vulnerable for me. <laughs> well, I think that's really all we've got to say, isn't it? Yep. I need to go and eat my lunch now. <laughs> all right. Thanks for catching up again, guys. Make sure you follow us on TikTok. Yes. It's so much fun there. And Instagram. Yep. You get all the um, the live updates. You do. And please rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Yep. And uh, I know that by the time we post this, it'll be old. But go Chiefs. Go USA. Chiefs. USA. USA. <laughs> USA. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.